Hi friends, thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the Tell Me Your Testimony podcast. I'm your host, Aida Borch. And before I get into my conversation that I have with Stephen, I want to do a little lay down of what I want the episodes to look like moving forward. Obviously, that is subject to change as we go forward. But for right now, I would love to start with just getting a bird's eye view and of what the person is like and getting letting them introduce themselves to you guys. And then we will jump into the beginning parts of their testimony and where God started working with them. And then from there, we will move chronologically to where they are now and how they continue to see God moving through their lives. Um, and then we're going to end the episodes with a fun little uh, lighthearted question. Um, so yeah. And with that, we'll get into my conversation with Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Thank you so much for doing this. Hi, Aida. It is my pleasure. <laughs> um, so will you just take a couple minutes to just give the audience a quick introduction to yourself? Just like the bird's eye view. Like what I kind of think of it as like what you would put on the back of a book if you wrote one, like those little biographies. Oh, wow. So my name is Stephen Knox. <laughs> Happily married to my wife, Erin, and two sons, Brady and Logan. They are currently 17 and 15. Um, I've been a member of the Central Baptist Church for my entire career as a human being. That's crazy. Yes. That's consistent. Very consistent. (laughs) I've never left Central. Um, You know, I I was saved at an early age, baptized at an early age, been a member here for, like I said, my whole life. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. All right. So you mentioned it a little bit, but where does your testimony kind of start? Um, like, what point of your age were you? Um, obviously, you hinted that you were really young. But And then who was very influential on this side of heaven in that part? So, when I, I like I said, I was, my, my mom and dad were members of this church when I was born. Um, so, I've always been around the Central Baptist Church. And I don't honestly remember exactly what age I was when I got saved. I'm thinking I was right around five or six, but I definitely remember the occurrence, right? Yeah. Um, so my dad was a deacon in the church. He has, uh, he passed away a few years ago, um, but he was a deacon in the church. So I, like I said, I always was here mm-hmm. like doing things. And, and at the time my mom worked in the school. Um, so I was up here yeah. you know, five, six, your, seven yeah. days. Like I, this was where I lived, yeah. you know, you grew up well. literally in the church. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. in the school building down there playing basketball and playing with high school kids and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, at a very young age, I, I remember I was on my way home and my dad worked nights. So okay. it was weird that he was with us that night cause it was a Wednesday night mm-hmm. and it was also weird. We never really parked in our garage, but I remember like it was a yeah. Wednesday night. We parked in the garage, mom and Angie went inside and mm-hmm. me and dad stayed in the car and talked gotcha. and, okay. uh, ended up getting saved that night. And it was several years later, probably three or four years later, that um, I went forward for baptism, got baptized. And so I would have to say that my dad would be the most Mm -hmm. influential person in that. Abby completely Um, predicted that, so points Abby. Well, you know. (laughs) Um, And then my mom and, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got a lot of people around the church here that I've known my entire life that were obviously very, you know, vivid examples of a good Christian It's such a blessing of growing up in the church and seeing, like, all those different people just living that out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so then, obviously, like, since it's kind of harder maybe when you're younger, maybe not for you, but, like, can you think of, like, the first time or maybe just, like, an early time of now being able to recognize that God was working in your life? Um, Or, like, and did you in that moment know, yes, this was God, or did it take a couple months or years to then be like, oh, 
that was God. I think it's always hard to realize mm -hmm. in the moment, yep. especially when you're a kid. I, even as you get older, it, it's still hard sometimes to realize in the moment, unless mm -hmm. you've been praying specifically about a situation mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the yep. case may be. Um, you know, I, I feel like always at a young age, I was, I enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed, like, even in like high school and junior high coaching and helping with sports teams and you know like helping younger people than me and so like I always felt like I liked that and then I guess I don't know like even I was probably 12 13 14 years old when I first started like helping in okay. Sunday school classes yeah. classes teaching in Sunday school and, mm -hmm. and Jenny and Becky Bowling who were um who are missionaries out of our church. Okay. They're, they're mission to in the Philippines. Their dad was a missionary, okay. and so they grew up in the Philippines. Um, and then they were here for several years, and they did our children's church ministry okay. here. And they do that in the Philippines under the churches that like their dad um, established years and years and years ago. So I started working with them in the children's church. And so, you know, they were kind yeah. of very influential. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. <laughs> might not even know that. Um, but they were obviously, you know, people that I looked up to mm -hmm. and, that, you know, they did a good job with teaching and, and helping kids and, you know, teaching the kids about salvation and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I feel like that all the way through, I enjoyed that aspect mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. I enjoyed the teaching, the helping in classes, yeah. the vacation Bible schools, yes. the, you mm -hmm. know, like all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And just seeing like the domino of like it obviously like those people enjoyed it and so then that poured into you and then you obviously poured it into people well so that's just really cool and like I said I don't know that at the moment I could have said oh well this is you know like God working on my heart to be a teacher even you know mm -hmm. in my adult years yeah. but definitely in hindsight yeah. and I did I, I you know I enjoyed it so yeah, yeah I, I think that no yeah that did yeah but more yeah. recognition later yeah uh, yeah yeah so then that was Working up. So now, towards now, how do you still see God working, and who is He using around you now, um, pointing you back to Him, or pointing you back to Him? Yeah. So like I, I've, I always stayed in church. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people when they grow up in church, there's those years where they get out of church and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I never got out of church per se. Obviously, there's mm -hmm. been times where I've been more faithful to God in general, mm -hmm. um, but I never got out of church and. Um, as I kind of got older, sometimes it's difficult growing. It's it's good in mm -hmm. a lot of senses, but sometimes it can be challenging because, you know, even Jesus said, you know, he had prophet hath no honor in his own country, right? Mm -hmm. But I never really came up against that a whole lot. But as I got older and I got kind of more used to being a part of church and, you know, used to doing things in church, I can't say that I ever really knowingly stepped up to like what the next level would be and then our pastor left um just over 10 years ago and brother gordon was our assistant pastor at that time and i had never taught in church mm -hmm. preached you know i still say teach although it's preaching uh -huh, too yeah. right i feel myself i feel like i'm more of a teacher than a preacher uh -huh. but i definitely yeah it, it's the more comfortable you get the more you get into preaching yeah yeah right? yeah so, it's less like, okay, this is a presentation where you're like putting more of yourself into it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But I had never done that in church. And I'd never really even done it that much 
with adults. So, so it kind of started when you like with the kids, but then it kind of just it just stayed with kids. Okay. Like I never got yeah. like I never started teaching older classes or whatever. Well, then Jeremy had said something about me doing um, a, a, a devotion for our uh, young married people at okay. that point. Um, and so I did that. He says I was like nervously fidgeting around the whole time. Maybe I was. I don't know. But I wasn't comfortable uh -huh. with it. Well, then Brother Gordon, like I said, our pastor had left. And Brother Gordon was the assistant pastor at the time. And so he agreed to stay on and kind of help us through that process and finding a new pastor and everything. Well, we interviewed Brother Phil to come and, and preach in, every, in, the, in Louisville Call. And so he was going to mm -hmm. come as the pastor. Well, there was like a week in between there uh, that Brother Gordon wasn't going to be here. So he actually asked me to teach on a Wednesday night right. for right. the first time. And that was just over 10 years yeah. ago, exactly. And that was the first time I'd ever taught in, in um, church, preached in church. And so that was very nerve-wracking, mm -hmm. obviously. But it was a certain mm -hmm. level of comfortability in the fact that I knew everybody in the that, sanctuary. Yeah, that would help. Right? Yeah. I was related to half of them. And the other <laughs> half had known me since I was right. a baby. They so. were all in support of you doing that. So. Right. I could have yeah. said just about anything and, you know, yeah. it would have been okay. Yeah. Um, but I did all right. Yeah. And then when Phil came, um, we didn't have deacons okay. at the time. And so that was one of his things that he wanted to do was to get deacons reinstated. Mm -hmm. um, and so he sought out four people that, you know, he kind of saw as being deacons. Now, Don, my dad had been a deacon, right. had been ordained, um, and he was still alive at that point. And Don Lakes came over late, um, not long after Phil did, and he had been a ordained okay. as a deacon. So him and my dad and then me and then my Uncle Fred um, we became started like a leadership team, oh, okay. which was like the precursor to deacons. Okay. Because, you know, anytime uh -huh. a pastor comes in, it would be weird to just like, yeah, you know, pick people out, whatever. So we kind of did that. And as we went through that process, uh, Fred decided he didn't want to okay. become a deacon. But um, I, the, the church voted on and everything, and I became a deacon. And they ordained me and then, re, you know, yeah. put my dad. What does in. like that process look like of ordaining and becoming a deacon? It's different it's, in everywhere. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, for us, really, it was more of a question and answer kind of time, okay. just making sure that um, I was, you know, established in the doctrine of the church and that I mm. knew what I believed yeah. and knew why I believed it. And, you know, you hear horror stories of people that are being ordained and, you know, you got the guy <laughs> asking trick questions and trying to, you know, tri it wasn't anything okay. like that. And there were some other people. Um, Bob Cook had been ordained before and he was part of the ordination board okay. and Dave Pruitt. So once again, Jim that Meeks domino effect and, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Several people that had yeah. been ordained in various churches for various positions that were members of the church um, were part of that process. And then... Um, you know, uh, the, the church Both ordained, yes, ordained, yeah. yes to ordain gotcha. me. And so then I was ordained, and, you know, and, and I, during Phil's tenure here as a, as a pastor at Central Baptist, he, you know, asked me to teach and preach on occasion. And mm -hmm. over the 10 years, just shy 10 years yeah. that he was a pastor here, um, I really learned a lot from mm -hmm. him as well. Uh, you know, and, and preaching, and, and I think we have similar kind of personalities mm -hmm. and yeah. similar kind of styles. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was really good for me to see him in, in that situation yeah. and, and learn from that. And 
Um, you know, he gave me a lot of opportunity to, mm -hmm. to do that. And um, over the last 10 years, like I said, I've, I've changed kind of where I was, you know, spending less time in children's ministry, mm -hmm. still doing that occasionally mm -hmm. and still yeah. enjoy that, yeah. you know, because I'm a goofball. <laughs> um, doing more teaching to, and we, it's, during that portion too, I taught the hill climbers class mm -hmm. um, that were, you know, the young married, basically mm -hmm. same class. And then a few years ago, the college and career class mm -hmm. that you are part of. Yes. And um, so we're still doing that on, on Wednesday night. And then obviously when Phil announced uh, that he was going to uh, step down as the pastor at Central. Um, as the chairman of the deacon board, like structure-wise, mm -hmm. I was like the first person in charge so, then yeah. of the organization of Central Baptist Church. So since then, I, I've kind of stepped into that role. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, Aaron Manus and, mm -hmm. and Don Lakes are both a big part of that and as deacons of the church with me. And everything and, and us handling that Don doing yeah. a lot of the pastoral care stuff Aaron doing a lot of you know money and um, doing the youth group and mm -hmm. then you know yeah. and he's actually going to be preaching as well yeah. um, so it's it's kind of evolved and it's got bigger and more responsibility mm -hmm. uh, through it and yeah. still enjoy it good. still that's good still going good yeah. so what right now currently is like the biggest thing I feel like, like what do you feel you're learning right now in the you're getting a new role and you're taking on more. And what do you feel like it's been teaching you? Hmm. It's it's a lot different. Mm -hmm. It is a lot different. Um, I guess trying to manage, find harmony and in, in balance mm -hmm. and, you know, and time and everything. Um, so we got a lot going on, obviously. Mm -hmm focusing a lot on trying to find a new pastor, mm -hmm. right? And it's not an easy thing to do. There's not a rule book, yeah. you know, we don't, we're not part of an organization, we're independent, so we don't have somebody that we call and say, hey, can you send us yeah. some people? Um, so we're, we're reaching out to people that we know and trying to find candidates there. And then also got the college and career class mm -hmm. to come over every Wednesday night and, and doing that at, at our house, Aaron and I. Um, and then we have, you know, the other 150 programs yeah. you know and, and the academy yep. um, needs some help now and then mm -hmm. you know that we have great staff that does a good job there but just you know yep. I'm part of that organization so between that and, and preparing for messages mm -hmm. and you know just family stuff yeah. just trying to find that you know and everyone kind of has a different take mm -hmm. on it as far as balance and mm -hmm. harmony and but just making sure yeah. that you're not ignoring anything yeah. right yeah that's good yeah and then what would you say to either someone like new to the faith or younger you who is like working in kids ministry or any part of like your journey you what would you what's like your big i mean i think the biggest thing to learn throughout your entire life is that it's a process mm -hmm. right i mm -hmm. think a lot of times and, and churches can be bad about it in general, you know, like you feel like there's this always going to be this big, bright, shining light like mm. Paul experienced on the road <laughs> to Damascus. And now all of a sudden you're totally changed. Yeah. Right. And certainly there are things like that that mm -hmm. occur in life, you know, where, where you have an instant mind shift and things go a different direction. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and God definitely works that way. But understanding that it's a process. Yeah. Right, and, and you always want to be getting closer to God, 
um, in, in reading your Bible and praying and, and talking to other Christians and getting stronger in that way. And then it's not one of those things that's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you reach this level where it's I'm like, perfect. <laughs> I am Jesus. Like, right. like, no <laughs> sin's not a problem yep. anymore. I am in uh, the throne room, right hand of Jesus. I'm done. Exactly. Yeah. So just taking those incremental mm-hmm. steps constantly and, and knowing that, you know, loving God and, and loving your neighbor, and it's something that you just got to be intentional about mm-hmm. doing all the way through, it doesn't happen by accident, yeah. and understanding that it is a step-by-step yeah. thing that's going to yeah. take time. Yeah. So do you think your younger self would believe you when, like, you tell it, yeah, now you're preaching to that no. whole congregation? Like, yeah, you're going to work in children's ministry, and then you're going to go, and then you're going to be asked to teach, and then you just teach the whole congregation. Like, no. yeah. I would have never dreamt this. Yeah. I would have never dreamt that it would have went the way that it has. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's another thing that, you know, I think is a good piece of advice is to not put too much pressure mm-hmm. on yourself on those kind mm-hmm. of things. Because had I thought about like 10 years ago, like yeah. the first time I stood up, like I would be going to a, a church that doesn't have a pastor and filling the pulpit for yeah. them. I'd have been like, no, I'm definitely, <laughs> that's not, me. definitely yeah. not that guy. Like uh-huh. I can teach Sunday school, but I'm not getting yeah. up, especially in front of people I don't know, yeah. never met. Uh, the, just God prepares you mm-hmm. as you go, mm-hmm. like, you know, not, not thinking too big, too fast. You know, the one yeah. book that I was kind of reading, it was, you know, talking about, you know, people that feel like that's like, Oh, I'm going to be a pastor. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, it's a lot of pressure that you put right. on yourself at a young age or like, I'm going to do that. You yeah. know, uh-huh. you, you grow yeah. as you, as you go. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Start like the little picture. I have much more little picture than big picture because the big picture, it'll just stress me out. And, right. like, I Be can't. faithful in a little yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. then you'll get more and more as you go along. Yeah, that's good. All right. So eventually I would love to have a like actual physical spinning wheel to do the last question, but I don't have one yet. Uh, we might have one. That's what Abby said. We have one, but I made and I got an app. So if you want to spin this wheel, oh, it'll man. be your little... I just your question. Hey, get that sound effect in there too. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. Do you want to read that loud? One question you would ask Jesus right now. So who's the next pastor? <laughs> there you go. That's a good one, yeah. Who's the next pastor the next of the Central Baptist Church? Yeah. I don't even necessarily need a time. <laughs> but if I know that there is the guy. You just want to know that someone is... Yeah. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and flip this podcast a little uh-huh. bit on you. Okay. What's the question you would ask Jesus I, right now? What I should do with my life. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, just direction of what am I doing? And am I taking the right steps towards that? Because I have no clue. I mean, so, so I, would, I would give you the same advice mm-hmm. that I just gave to, you know, the, the hypothetical Christian that just mm-hmm. started. Yeah. Keep going in the right yeah. direction, mm-hmm. right? I mean, keep doing. There are things in our life, and this has been my message series over the last couple of months, right? There are things in your life where you don't know, like, yeah. and you want to pray, like, what's the will of God? Do I do this? Do I do that? Right. Do I do go this way? Yes. Go that way? But there are a lot of things that you don't have to question, mm-hmm. right? And if you're faithful in those things that you don't have to question, mm-hmm. it'll come a little bit, yeah. The, the right opportunities yeah. will present themselves to you. Yeah, that's what I can't remember it fully, but I saw like a TikTok about it because like TikTok knows that I have no clue what's going on in my life. But it was a 
God's not, if there's like a decision, one isn't God and what, like, what, they're not typically one's God and one's not God kind of thing. But right. it's typically a, you kind of have to choose, and but God's going to bless you in either of those. That it's not, this is, I mean, obviously in certain things, yes, if it's sin or not sin, then yes. But if it's a, right. these two decisions, God's going to be in both of them, and you kind of just have to take, like, take that next step, take the small step. And get there but yeah all right like do i go to school at xavier or uc yeah. well obviously uc is the little <laughs> sorry jesuits but <laughs> but no i mean it's not yeah. one over the right. other it's you know what god's opportunities... gonna meet you in that moment yeah right yeah there are some things that god i don't want to say doesn't care because obviously yeah. he cares he about yes. all of it but like there are some yes. decisions that mm -hmm. yeah yeah, we can over like complicate things where it's like, no. I think I did that with like choosing a major. A lot of like, well, what's this going to do? And like, what's that going to do? And I finally picked communications and it was just like, okay. Like, and it was just like, oh, that wasn't as big of a deal as I was making it. Like, it wasn't. In your first two years don't really matter right. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, like no. you're doing all the basics. Right. I'm taking a math either way. If I do communications or anything, there's going to be math in them. So. And there are certain degrees that you have. Like, if you want to be a lawyer, you got to do right. lawyer stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you want to right. job, a lot of yeah, a communications lot of they, they degree and education kind of are degree. Similar. Right. They, yeah. they, you know, there's a lot, a lot of businesses, a lot of people looking for people with degrees. They want to know that you have the intestinal fortitude to show yes. up. Uh -huh. They don't necessarily care what the <laughs> right. Yeah. Are. What yeah. doctors, lawyers, teachers. Right. More different. specifically, yes. But yeah, I yeah. So. But yeah, just, yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Oh, I just put it in the wheel. It's a wheel. I'm just kidding. Um, but that's all I have. Is there anything else you want to no, I mean, this is yeah. your show. I'm no, just... I think we're good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and found hope through this week's conversation. Check out our website in the description to locate all our episodes and learn how you could be the next guest. See you next week.